Pasa Mufasa, welcome to the Mycopreneur Podcast. This is a podcast about people solving problems with mushrooms. I'm your host, Dennis Walker. Let's get down to business. Okay, Pasa Mufasa, Rohan Gaudi, founder of the mushroom company Mumbai. Welcome to the Mycopreneur Podcast, Rohan. I'd love to kick off our conversation today asking about the general interest in mushrooms across India, because you look to some of your neighbors like China, huge mushroom culture, very old mushroom culture, right? And now more people around the world are catching fungi fever. And it's certainly here in the United States where people are paying more attention to what mushrooms can do for them and eating more mushrooms and looking for more solutions with mushrooms. So I'd love to hear about, in your experience in Mumbai and across India, is there a general interest in mushrooms or a traditional interest, or is this something that is newer and that is growing? Well, here in Mumbai, like it's been a metropolitan city and there are people who are aware about mushrooms. In the outskirts or maybe in a few parts of the interior India or Maharashtra, uh, people are still uh, not aware about mushrooms. Like they still believe it's uh, grown uh, by cat or by dog where they pee and it's been grown. So that's a very old thinking people do have. Uh, But yeah, in Mumbai now, the market uh, where we supply, we supply to most of the hypermarkets. There are fine dining restaurants. There are new chefs who have been... uh, uh, done their courses from UK and US and they've been uh, here now opened in restaurant. So they they would like to introduce new varieties which are growing, uh, which we are interested in growing and they are introducing it on their plate. So oh, it started well with the button mushroom, which is a very uh, common mushroom all over the world. Uh, but in India, it's more popular. I mean, it's more, as we talk about mushroom, the first mushroom uh, people would think would be button mushroom. So uh, things with like specialty mushrooms like oysters or uh, the cremini or portobello or maybe, you know, king oyster, lion's mane. So people have not heard about it. Like there are, there are many people who have not heard about it. Uh, they are not aware about the cooking style or the techniques about uh, oyster or any of these specialty mushrooms. Uh, so here in Mumbai or through the mushroom company, uh, what we do is we help people to grow them. Uh, we also uh, buy the produce and we also have a, a research and development facility where we do a lot of research on the new strains. Uh, and then we introduce to our growers. Uh, once this is done, then we buy the product. And we also sell it as we have our own market. Like we collaborate with a lot of chefs. We do a lot of events as well in Mumbai. And that's how we promote uh, mushrooms. So we uh, actually promote it by you know, cooking in front of the uh, uh, people who are coming in in a, in a mall or in a hypermarket. That's how we introduce them to the new variety, which is there in the market right now. So now, uh, since as a consumer... Uh, they are exposed to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. So they are coming across new Asian cooking uh, cuisines 
or recipes and they obviously uh, try out mushrooms from us so we also help them uh, with the cooking tips and the storage and a lot of things like uh, so they are they are more uh, aware about like how to cook them or preserve them Awesome. And I noticed that one of the events that the mushroom company is doing are mushroom walks where you're leading guided mushroom walks. And I believe maybe that's a recent offering. So I'd love to hear about yeah. what has that process been like to introduce this to the community? And what are some of the mushrooms that grow in the parks of Mumbai or in the places where you take these mushroom walks? Well, we did a mushroom walk yesterday and, um, uh... It was the first mushroom walk, uh, the first session for this year, I would say, because uh, we were planning it uh, in the monsoon, actually, uh, because that's the best time, uh, maybe in August or September. Uh, that's the best time where the uh, wild mushroom pop up. So we don't do it exactly in Mumbai, but uh, we have few places like 100 kilometers away from the city uh, where we have spots where you get edible as well as uh, non-edible species of mushrooms. So, uh, but due to the lockdown, I mean, here uh, the lockdown situation was so bad that tourists were not allowed to uh, travel to any of the tourist destinations. So if we do a hike, uh, there might be, uh, there, there were cops who were not allowing us to enter the site. So that's the reason we, it got delayed and somehow we tried to manage yesterday. And uh, that was like all with the wood rotting fungi. So not that good. Our plan was to take people, uh, educate them about like what's available in the wild and what's growing, how they are growing. And uh, whichever is edible, we plan there and there itself to cook them uh, in front of them. So, I mean, that was a different experience what we planned, but uh, this didn't happen yesterday, like the cooking. So we did a cooking with the gourmet mushroom, uh, which we grow. And uh, that was being served uh, in brunch as well as in lunch. So, yeah, so uh, there are a lot of people who are interested. There are a few new mycologists or microbiologists who are studying. And uh, they are very keen to know like what's growing uh, inside Mumbai. Uh, like we have a we have few national parks uh, where we have uh, dense forests. So uh, yeah, there there are a few species which are available uh, in the monsoon. And now since the the climate is getting dry, so there is no luck now. So maybe the next monsoon we we would have more uh, walks arranged. I think everybody who likes to go foraging for mushrooms has experienced this where you can never guarantee that you're going to find what you're looking for. But the important thing is to go out and to try and to, to look for them. And I experienced a similar situation last week myself where I went out and I, I found some beautiful mushrooms, but no edible ones. I'm curious to hear yes. what different types of mushrooms you're growing. You mentioned portobello and a criminy, and you even mentioned lion's mane, but a king, king's trumpet. I'd love to hear you tell us a little bit about what the different types of mushrooms that you're cultivating are with Mushroom Company Mumbai. We started growing with oyster mushrooms. This was the first project just 80 kilometers away from Mumbai. This was with three varieties of oyster. One is pink, one is blue, and one is brown oyster. That's what we started with. And it picked off really well. 
so people uh, did like our mushrooms then we thought of exploring of new varieties other varieties like cremini portobello and king trumpet and lion's mane so this varieties need to be done in a controlled environment so oyster is something which we can manage to grow uh, with the away with the temperature which is available right now so we do maintain some we have the air blowers and the humidifier as well for those swamp for the oyster projects for cremini portobello and the other king trumpet and uh, lion's mane yeah we do definitely have a controlled environment where uh, we grow them uh, it takes time for uh, shiitake and lion's mane uh, like it takes almost a month shiitake it's taking here almost 45 to 60 days for uh, the first harvest so that's really a very long period for shiitake here portobello and cremini are the more popular one i would say here in mumbai or all over india because uh, usually people are using it for uh, a mini burger or maybe a small stuffing or maybe you know it's like just starter where they stuff with crab or meat or maybe few vegetables with truffle uh, some make truffle pate so a lot of thing i mean people are doing a lot of ex- uh, experiments with uh, cremini and portobello and king oyster is something which is it has a different taste altogether uh, from all the other mushrooms so it's more it's going more with the barbecue uh, sauce with the barbecue or the grilled recipes and it's getting more popular i mean whoever wants to uh, have a party so they always throw off with Uh, the king oyster and the king portobello so lion's mane is something which uh, we we have done like uh, more trials and it was more of a sample run and there is one block uh, we have we have been successful now i mean it has started fruiting so we are just waiting for uh, a commercial supply now because uh, the bio efficiency uh, compared to the substrate is not that uh, great in lion's mane so yeah we are waiting for few supplements to be added uh, and increase the uh, bio efficiency of that substrate or the, that grow block and yeah that would be that would i take i think it would take more 15 20 days and we will set up our commercial farm for lion's mane as well Awesome. And I would love to come to a Diwali party or an Indian party where people are cooking with mushrooms because I'm such a big fan of Indian cuisine, both my wife and I. And she's actually been to India three times, including on a work trip when she used to work with a production company. She was in Delhi. Yeah, big city. But we love to eat various spicy curries and lamb korma and sag paneer. I love sag paneer. So I'm curious if there are any traditional Indian dishes that you have prepared where you substitute some of your mushrooms in and it, can you tell us if any of them work really well with mushrooms because when i think about tikka masala right i think chicken generally but i feel like as you have also mentioned on the mushroom company website mushrooms are a great substitute for meat in a lot of cases or for the textures and for the flavor so have you tried making any of these traditional indian dishes where you're using the mushrooms that you're growing and if so which dishes are your favorite yeah we've been uh, using mushrooms a lot uh, we have a facility uh, as i said like we started the oyster mushroom farm there we have a facility where we have a small open restaurant and it's like a farm to table kind of restaurant so we also grow few uh, vegetables and few herbs over there 
and it's a wood-fired oven pizza and pasta restaurant. So whatever is being grown, like we started the promotion from there itself. So we used to, um, I mean, it's a wood-fired oven and uh, here in Mumbai or maybe in the outskirts or this place is called Lunav Life. You might have heard about it. So this is uh, surrounded by waterfall and a lot of green. So you can find a uh, stream flowing down from our restaurant. So it's a, a very nice uh, setup beside the farm. And uh, definitely when you come down to India, I would take you there. So you would love the whole ambience. It's more uh, great in monsoon. And people, it's been popular now this, this year because everything uh, after a few months was opened and people were just walking around. I mean, they wanted to go somewhere. So this was the nearest place they, which they can walk in. So there we tried like a lot of varieties. We do experiment on recipes as well. So, yeah, but not Indian ones. So for Indian, there is one native species in India, which we are growing. That is the milky mushroom, uh, Calocybe indica. And that's growing, that's going well with uh, uh, the Indian uh, curries. Maybe uh, more of a South Indian uh, recipe would work, goes well with the milky mushrooms. Because it's more popular there. And here, yeah, we usually cook. Uh, mushrooms in uh, Asian or a continental style, like more of a European, just saute, uh, not much tried with uh, the Indian recipes because I think uh, if you try oyster cooking with an Indian style, so it would obviously melt because we cook a lot or heat a lot. So yeah, more with uh, sauteing or so that we get the taste of the mushroom and not the spices. Sure. Well, I would love to take you up on that invitation. I've never been to Mumbai. I've been to Delhi and to Rajasthan and Kerala, Munar, amazing places, but never to Mumbai, just yeah. transiting through the airport. But I'm very curious also, Rohan, what got you interested in mushrooms? Everybody has a story about when they first became interested. And, and why did you decide to take this interest and to start the mushroom company Mumbai with it? Uh, well, uh, as, as, as I was in my college, I was just during my last year and uh, I'm a horticulturist. So in my last year, there was a project which was introduced by the government to the farmers in Pune. And that's how I was eager, like, you know, what's this whole project about? And I asked my professor and the scientists there, like, how this would be possible, like, how would you grow mushrooms? So, I mean, they explained us and I was working with them as well on that project. Then I felt like this is something which is uh, not there. I mean, everyone at my age that time was getting into engineering or in computers, but this was something which was very much new. And I decided to take this as an opportunity. Then we, we learned a lot of things. I did uh, I did a lot of uh, training sessions and I worked on many of the commercial farms, done a lot of research on different strains. So over and over and all, like 10 years of uh, R&D uh, and then more five years on working on commercial farms. And after 15 years, I started up my own company. 
Awesome. And it sounds like you're in a great place right now, because as we discussed earlier, there's such a, a rising interest uh, among the global population, at least from where, where I can see it, that people are starting to see that mushrooms can be a reliable source of nutrition for them. And, uh, and you mentioned the oyster mushrooms, not particularly difficult to grow for people. So that's part of the role of the mushroom company and your company is to help people learn how to grow mushrooms. And that's something, I'm not a great mushroom cultivator, but I like to cultivate and I've cultivated blue oysters and some reishi and I would like to get into shiitake. That's probably the next one because right now I'm just buying them dehydrated and rehydrating them and just having a lot of fun experimenting with different dishes and cuisines and really love the meaty texture and lion's mane of course is one of my probably my favorite culinary mushroom and there's a film that i watched recently called planet fungi by stephen axford yes. have you seen this yeah. film it takes place in northeastern india remote india are you familiar yes. with this region at all yeah, this is, there are, there are a lot of uh, brewers now coming up in Northeast and uh, they're mostly setting up the shiitake farm there because the climate uh, is more favorable for shiitake and wood ears as well. So these two species uh, would be slowly and steadily grown commercially. It's not full-fledged commercial. Now they are dependent. I mean, it's just started like few, uh, I would say like a couple of years. So it's going to take some more time uh, where they, they would start growing it on logs as well. Now they are doing it on, uh, on the sawdust. So the hardwood sawdust is not available uh, throughout the year. I would say the quantity which is required to grow on a commercial scale. So it's comparatively expensive than the other mushrooms. So Northeast, yeah, definitely there are a lot of people trying hard, harder. And I think maybe by next uh, year, we would have a, a better supply from the Northeast. Exciting, exciting. And and what substrates are you typically using? I believe you're using maybe sorghum and grains and whatnot, but are you able to locally source your substrates or is this something that you need to have a commercial supplier uh, and import them? Uh, we are using usually the wheat straw, which is uh, not from Maharashtra. We are getting it from Madhya Pradesh. And the rest varieties, we are using the sawdust. So usually for king trumpet, we are using sawdust. And that has been locally sourced. So we have few of the sawmills nearby. And that we source, layer, source it. So the rice bran and all, it's all from the uh, local growers. So rice mills and all. So that is not a, a, only the straw, the wheat straw has uh, been... Uh, taken from MP, Madhya Pradesh, because in Maharashtra, there is no much uh, weed growing. There's more of paddy and paddy is not that good for growing mushrooms. I mean, we have experienced it uh, for almost two years, so it didn't work with paddy. There's, there's a lot of contamination happened because uh, the paddy doesn't get pasteurized so well. I mean, so there are a lot of contamination issues if you use paddy but we store something it's stored properly it's transported properly usually like you don't get contamination issues when you use a clean substrate sure sure and i'm curious if you have tried or been interested in growing more of these quote functional mushrooms right there's a lot of interest around the world in cordyceps mushrooms and in reishi mushrooms and i've got a cordyceps culture here i've got them from friends before, but really it's only been in the last 
year or so that I've learned more about these because yes, cordyceps supplements are available at some of the fancier health food stores in the United States. But if you ask the average person if they've heard of cordyceps, I don't think too many have. Maybe they they saw it on planet Earth, BBC or something. But I'm curious if that's something that that the mushroom company is interested in investing in, or if there's a demand for it in India, if you have experimenting with cultivating cordyceps or reishi or some of these more exotic, less culinary and more medicinal mushrooms. Yes, uh, we do sell uh, reishi and cordyceps, but it's not uh, involved in any of our project. So we, we have few growers who are doing it commercially. And... Uh, we before buying it we do check the farms as well i mean if the product is not genuine because there are a lot of companies here who are uh, selling the extract but the whole extract is coming from china so which is not that potent I and mean, compared to the commercially grown one the strain i would say is not that uh, great which has been imported from china we are introducing the mushroom coffee soon where we have the blend of lion's mane extract as well as cordyceps and also reishi. Uh, but this would be a pure extract which would be made by us. And we are already in a process of making tincture. One one bottles have already been done. So very soon, maybe after the next month, uh, by November end, we would definitely see the extract as well and the mushroom coffee. That's exciting. Yeah, I'd love to try some of that mushroom coffee. Yes. We talked about pretty much everything I wanted to ask you about, but one of the questions I always like to ask our micropreneurs is, what are you working on right now? You just mentioned you're introducing the mushroom coffee. I'm sure there are other projects. You've got more mushroom walks, but what are things that people can look forward to coming out of the mushroom company for the near future? Well, I was uh, more fascinated, I would say, or uh, I would love to explore products or the byproducts which can be made from mycelium. Very much inspired by uh, Equalative and there are other companies which are making furniture or making leather out of it. So, yeah, we are in a process of also uh, implementing those things. So, we have to first uh, look to grow the commercial varieties first, which are like in the process already. So, once we are done with this, so definitely we will also want to jump into uh, making leather. I mean, we don't want to make it ourselves, but we just want to... Uh, Create. I mean, we just want to do the research and development and pass out the technology to uh, whoever wants to make shoes or, you know, cloth or anything like that, or maybe a furniture. So there are a few people who keep on asking us. So it's just in a process. I mean, we first get, I mean, once the uh, commercial varieties are full-fledged grown, I mean, we have a whole setup ready for them. Then we would go for uh, this particular projects as well. And also, we want to get into the composting part where whatever spent substrate has been used. I mean, that substrate can be used again as a fertilizer. So again, that thing is on our mind. Like we should also, we would also supply this to uh, many of the local nurseries here uh, who sell plants or there are also a few buyers or maybe few of the uh, people who want to uh, decorate their own home, like they have a lot of plants which are uh, indoor plants or maybe like some expensive plants and they want to use some compost which can actually 
do great to their plants. Beautiful. Sounds like you have many creative projects in the works. Very inspiring. And I will continue to follow the work of the Mushroom Company and to share your your company and the message with our audience here. So I want to wish you a very happy Diwali. And I want to thank you so thank much, you. Rohan, for joining us on the Micropreneur podcast. And I will be contacting you next time I'm fortunate enough to arrive in India and spend some time there. Thank you very much, Dennis. And uh, I would like to thank you as well for inviting us uh, for this podcast. And it would be a great exposure for us as well. And yeah, hopefully we would be coming up with the new projects and we would keep you posted on that as well with our videos and, uh, and the post on Instagram. There's so much to cover in the mushroom universe and so many micropreneurs leveraging the infinite potential of fungi to create a more ecologically balanced, inclusive, and equitable world for all of us mischievous little monkeys. I am completely stoked that you've chosen to spend some of your hard-earned time in our little corner of the microverse. Hop on the gram, say what's up, at Micopreneur Podcast. That's the handle. Don't get it twisted. We've got the full suite of social media up and running. Twitter, Micopreneur. Got the YouTubes dialed in, Micopreneur. Drop us a line. Tell your grandma and your kooky uncle. Tell your wife and your kids. If you're a Micopreneur yourself, you want to hop on the pod, by all means, willkommen, bienvenidos, welcome. Don't be a stranger. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. And also let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. This is a team effort. Thanks for stopping by the Micopreneur Podcast. Have a lovely day. We'll see you back here next week.